Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan here in Melbourne. Thank you so much for listening. Today, I have a great message for you and a deliverance prayer. You know, the Bible and Jesus continually remind us to repent, to change our thinking, to be renewing our minds, to be washing ourselves, our soul with the word of God. We're called to go from glory to glory, strength to strength. We have a high and upward calling. We're being renewed day by day. And Jesus has given me an amazing revelation. I've never heard it anywhere before. But the Holy Spirit breathes life onto his beautiful word. And here in Mark chapter 3, Jesus caused this very powerful verse to jump out at me. It says in verse 6, Then the Pharisees, who were the religious rulers of the day, went out and began to plot or scheme or plan with the Herodians, they were the political leaders of the day, how they might kill Jesus. So other translations say the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might crucify Jesus. So the amazing revelation here is that these people, you know, represent the spiritual realm. We know that Judas was a real man, yet Jesus said that he was a devil. So there's a spiritual reality connected to every physical reality. You know, Jesus said that I am the bread of life. So he was bread and his words were words, but they were also spirit. And so there's a parallel. And what I'm saying to you is true, and I think you believe it, but here what the Bible is revealing to us is that the religious spirit, the Pharisees, which is behind the Pharisees, and the political spirit, the controlling spirit, which is behind the Herodians, colluded together how they might crucify or kill the kingdom spirit. And that's Jesus. That's the spirit of God, the spirit of liberty and freedom. So what I'm saying to you is the extent that you have religious thinking and the extent that you have political thinking is the extent to which you will have restriction in your kingdom thinking. That's why Jesus said again in Matthew 16, be careful, be on guard against the yeast of the Pharisees. 
and of Herod. So what the Holy Spirit is revealing to us today is that if you want power in your Christian life, if you're wondering why there's no manifestation, you know, why don't your prayers get answered or why do you feel uncomfortable and 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 and, and unsatisfied in, in your Christian life at times? There are reasons for this. You know, the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. And the Bible also says, to he who has, more will be given. So... That's what Jesus said about the parable of the sower. He said, if you don't understand this one parable, how will you understand any of the parables? Because the kingdom is the message. I'll say it again. The kingdom is the message. Everything that Jesus preached, everything that Jesus came to do, Everything that John the Baptist preached, everything the New Testament church preached was the kingdom message. Every parable was about the kingdom. So we might call it the parable of the sower or the parable of the seeds or the parable of the, the, the lost coin. But in Jesus's mind and in the hearer's mind at the time, all of the parables were about only one thing, the kingdom. Remember, when Jesus sent out the disciples with authority to cast out demons, he said, go and preach the kingdom of God. He didn't say, go and preach Jesus. He didn't say, go and invite people to come to me or to come to church. See, we've got this all backwards. The devil has stolen the kingdom message from the church. You see, Jesus and the disciples understood that they had been included as God on the earth. Jesus said, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. Jesus said, you are gods on the earth. Jesus said, I pray to the Father that they would be one as we are one. Ephesians and Colossians and Romans and so many other books, Hebrews, say that we are we have been included in the Godhead. We have been raised up with Christ, we're seated in Christ, he is our inheritance, we are co-heirs with Christ, co-laborers with Christ, we will be co-glorified with Christ, he's the firstborn of many brothers. So what the New Testament disciples realized was, even though they weren't God, and we're not God, that they were going as if they were God. So this is the authority that you have. Now religion is most afraid of your God-likeness. The religious spirit does not want you to be like God. The religious spirit is afraid of one thing, and that's power. That is why Jesus used power to confront the religious spirit. So the religious spirit, the Bible always refers to clouds without rain, whitewashed tombs that are dead inside, you know, doors that are slammed in men's faces. It's a form of godliness, but denying its power. So power is the key to destroying the works of religion. 
You see, the religious people, they hated the fact that Jesus made himself to be equal with God. And he said to them, if you don't believe me, then at least believe my words, um, at least believe my works. Because he was saying, I'm doing these works and they prove that I am of God. John 10, 38. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. So here, Jesus is connecting our oneness with God is made evident by the power that we demonstrate. Paul said the same thing. It's not wise sounding words, but it's demonstration of the spirit and power. So you need to get over yourself. You need to repent. You need to weed out of your mind any form of religion, anything in you that denies the power of God. That's religion. Politics, on the other hand, is is similar. But you see, Jesus never confronted the political leaders. In fact, he submitted to them. Um, he honored them and he he respected them. So when the religious leaders asked Jesus if he was a king, he didn't really answer them. He didn't really he kept his mouth shut. But when when Pilate and others asked him who he was, he answered them a direct question. So with the political spirit, you don't you don't pander to them. You know, if they want to invite you to to come and speak in their church, you don't have to go. Do you know what I mean? Jesus didn't try to please them, but he wouldn't deny who he was either. And so I believe that that the key to overcoming the political spirit is to don't give them anything. Don't, because the political spirit is all about the fear of man. The political spirit is all about this world that we're not part of, that we're part of, but we're not of the world. The political spirit is about structure that that elevates man above God. The political spirit is about the money. It's about the boss. It's about the man. It's about the, the political system, the structure. You know, Pilate said, do you not know that I have the power to crucify you or to free you? And Jesus said, well, no, actually, I, you know, I have the power. So the, the key with the political spirit is to come out from under man and to come out from under the structure of man. So you can go into their structure, but don't be of their structure. It'll take some Holy Spirit wisdom to understand this. But one secret is is radical obedience. It's a spirit of excellence. It's radical generosity. You know, Jesus paid his tithe. Jesus paid his taxes. But he didn't conform to their system because he was not afraid of man. So if you if you want to get out of debt, for example, you give money away because you are not entering into the political system. See, the political system is to worship the banks, to worship man, to want to be an influencer on Instagram, you know, to try and get the church to like you, to 
to put you on their Facebook page or if you can just get a photo with Bill Johnson, then that'll promote your ministry. Now, that is the political spirit. I promise you, if you go there, you will not grow in the kingdom. You see, Jesus went to the synagogue and he preached, but he did not submit to them. And this is the key. It's radical obedience and it's radical generosity. So it's a very fine line, but it's like when Jesus escaped, when they wanted to crucify him or when they wanted to make him king. Both times he escaped. You see, he didn't. He didn't need man and he wouldn't submit to man. So the political spirit, remember, it's all about man and it's about the structures that elevate man. So do not come under their structures. So if you're in the kingdom, the Bible says the way that you create wealth is by the power of God. The Holy Spirit gives you ideas, Exodus uh, 13, I believe. 13, I believe it is. God gives us the power to create wealth. The way you prosper in the kingdom is by giving, because Jesus said, if you give, it will be given to you. In the political system, in the world, the way that you prosper is by cheating. It's by not tithing. It's by saving money. It's by climbing the corporate ladder. It's by investing. But how many people have lost everything in the stock market? But if your money is in the kingdom, then you're being radically generous. You're giving as the Holy Spirit leads you. You're being selfless. I mean, I'll tell you a true story. I gave, I sent money to someone who didn't have anything this week. And I sent it on Sunday, um, $20, not much, just $20 in the mail, you know, in cash, in an envelope. And um, I'm being paid a, 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 you know, a salary from the government at the moment because of coronavirus. Um, and so every $500 is a, is a bonus. Um, but within two or three days of sending that $20, I got $500 extra work. Um, it took me three hours to do the work. Um, and $250 is already in my bank account for the first installment. Uh, that just came out of nowhere. And and God reminded me, I gave, I sent that $20 and that was like a seed. You know, not the kingdom seed, but I gave and God had to give back to me. So what I'm saying is choose to enter the kingdom today. Do not conform to the pattern of the world. If you want to prosper, if you want to increase in finances, if you want to get out of debt, if you want to grow in the kingdom, if you want to perform signs and wonders and miracles, then the secret is to be one with God. Exit the political system. Exit the religious system. It doesn't mean you don't go to church. It doesn't mean you don't tithe. It doesn't mean... See, Jesus went to the synagogue and he preached, but he did not conform to their ways. You see, the religious spirit is also afraid of man. The religious spirit is also afraid of God, but it does it in the wrong way. It does it out of fear and control. And the political spirit manifests in many ways. God showed me even nation states, even the sovereignty of nations isn't really his plan. God's plan was that 
he would write the law on our hearts and that man would be self-governing and that man would be in a family and the families would serve the Lord and there wouldn't be a need for these governments. A lot of these sovereign nations are under the, it's a Leviathan spirit. So often there's, you know, the religious spirit manifests in the fear of man and manifests in control it manifests in witchcraft. It, the same as a political spirit. It can manifest in, in Leviathan and in, in a whole bunch of other spirits, political spirits as well. So the way you get out of it is by not conforming. Don't conform to the pattern of this world. You can go to church, you can tithe, but don't come under their spirit. Don't come under the political spirit. You need to know the word of God. You need to operate based on scripture and based on the voice of your heavenly father. And so today, would you allow Holy Spirit to burn the religious spirit out of your life? Would you allow the Holy Spirit to confront you if you are religious in any way? Would you repent from any religious thinking? Would you say, God, I'm going to choose to believe you today. I'm going to choose to believe your word. I'm going to put my hope in God and not in man today. I'm not going to come under the political spirit. I'm not going to look for man to promote me. I'm not going to look for my church or my, my business success to promote me. My hope is in God alone. So today, God, we repent. We turn around from religion. We repent and cut off religion in Jesus' name. We repent from all of the ways that we try to reach you, God, through our own strength. We declare that the blood of Jesus is enough, that the blood of Jesus speaks better things, that the blood of Jesus opens heaven to us. It is by the blood of Jesus and through the body, the veil which is your body, Jesus, that we enter heaven. So today we have access to heaven by your blood. We don't need any other way to get there. But we are in heaven right now. So your blood is enough. Your name is enough. Your word is enough. We have your Holy Spirit. We have your mind. We have your word. We have your keys. We have your name. We have your authority. We have angels. We don't need anything else other than to die to ourselves. God, that last piece of the puzzle is the holy fire that we would die to ourselves, Lord. Let forgive us for looking to man. Forgive us for looking to ourselves. And we repent of any time that we have delayed God. Because, Jesus, you have given us the secret to the kingdom. The kingdom, that the kingdom is always at hand. It, the kingdom is now. The harvest is plentiful now. So we, we, we identify where religion has told us that the kingdom isn't available because we're not ready yet, because we haven't prayed enough, because we haven't fasted enough, or because there's a lockdown, we've got to wait. No, all of those things are a lie. Because the kingdom is at hand. Today is the day of salvation. So we come into alignment. Lord, you can heal us today. We receive our healing today. We receive our miracle today.
Religion will always delay the kingdom. Religion is a delay. Anything in your thinking that that closes the door. You see, Jesus said the, the Pharisees, they, they, they close the door in men's faces. So there's this picture of someone running for their life to, to, to go through a door. Like imagine their house is on fire and they're running to the door and the, the religion will shut the door in their face just as they're about to hit the door and it hits them in the nose. So what in your life is closing the door to the kingdom? No, we open the door. The kingdom is always at hand. The kingdom is now. Hallelujah. So Jesus, I thank you. There's deliverance for your church today. For those listening under the sound of my voice, they now understand that the kingdom is a seed that bears fruit, that religion is a a demon and a lie that delays the kingdom. It puts the kingdom into the future. It puts the kingdom behind a paywall. It puts the kingdom behind the permission from the church. We're not waiting for permission. Today is the day of salvation. So we realize that the kingdom is now. And so your word is effective now. We release our faith for everything we're believing for today in Jesus' name. And we also repent of the political spirit. We ask for forgiveness for every time we come under the fear of man. We ask for forgiveness for every time we delayed the kingdom because we were waiting for permission. We were waiting for a structure. We were waiting to get out of debt. We are waiting for the circumstances to change. But again, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And God, you provide everything that we need for life and godliness. So today we take every thought captive into the obedience of Jesus Christ. Everything in our lives must align with the word of God alone. So we are the head and not the tail. We lend and we don't borrow. Even if you're renting today, you own a house in Jesus' name and you will declare that and you will agree with that. And your mind if your mind will go, oh, but, but I don't have a deposit. It doesn't matter. You, God knows what you need before you ask it. So we align ourselves not with the political system that would say that you have to get out of debt, that you have to read the rich dad, poor dad, that you have to be on Amazon.com. No, if the Holy Spirit leads you to do that, do that. And of course, be a good steward. Budget. I budget. I am violent with my finances. If you're, you know, I, I take the kingdom by force in my finances I'm not stupid. I'm very shrewd. But I I don't go into battle with the devil. He can come to me. I am tithing. I am giving generously. He cannot touch me. When I give 10%, the 90% is holy. He's terrified of my money. He can't touch my money. His, his hands burn if he touches my money because my money is holy. My money is a white hot fire because I'm tithing 10%. And then when I give above the 10%, that money becomes supernatural and comes back to me 30, 60, and 100 times that was sown. And because I've given my life to Christ and I've left everything, I've left husbands and wives and fields and whatever, (laughs) not husbands, but 
I've put the kingdom first. He, God has to prosper me. You know, he, will, he gives me everything. My debt is his debt. My bills are his bills. I represent him. I'm an ambassador of the kingdom. So I'm not in the world system. Although I go to work and I pay my bills and I pay my taxes and I have a lawyer and I use my, when I got a new job, my lawyer read over the contract and my lawyer exposed the illegalities in the contract and he got me an extra five or $6,000. I didn't sign that contract like an idiot. No, my lawyer sent a letter to my employer and got me a pay rise. I am as shrewd as a serpent. And and my everything in my mind said, they're not going to hire me. This was during the interview process. You know, the devil, the political spirit was saying, oh, just, just sign the contract, you know, because, you know, you don't want to cause a problem. They're not going to, they hadn't hired me yet. I was being interviewed and I sent them a lawyer <laughs> And I demanded my rights. I'm telling you, church, that's the kingdom. Demand your rights. Where's the money? God, show me the money. <laughs> you know, Elijah, Elisha, rather. He said, where is the God of Elisha? You don't have to comply to the fear and to the political spirit. No, give generously, tithe, work hard. But don't conform to the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world is the fear of man. The pattern of this world is, is me, myself, and I. The secret to the kingdom is holy fire. It's dying to yourself. And it's weeding out of your mind the religious and the political spirit. Because these two things will kill the kingdom in you. That's why Jesus said in that parable, he said, if you understand this parable, you will understand all other parables. Jesus said, the seed that fell on the good soil, what is it? It's the seed that fell on the good soil is the man who understands the word. So guys, you've got to understand the word of the kingdom. Religion will, will steal that from you. So we repent of the political spirit we repent of the, the fear of man. We will take every thought captive into the obedience of Jesus Christ and punish every act of disobedience. What are those acts of disobedience? The act of disobedience is everything that doesn't align with the word of God. So if you are not prospering, then that is in disobedience to the word of God. And you need to punish that. You need to rebuke that spirit of poverty. You need to rebuke that spirit of rebellion. You need to rebuke that spirit of sickness. But if you're sick, then that is in disobedience to the word of God. And so you need to take authority over that. You and I need to kick it out. So easy, so simple. And that's where the power of God is. The power of God is in you. It's in the word of God and it's in the kingdom. And why doesn't it manifest? Because you are not taking authority. There are some great messages on the believer's authority. And Andrew Womack, uh, he has a very strong American accent. It was, was quite challenging for me as, a, as an Australian to listen. 
But there's a great couple of messages on believers' authority from Andrew Womack. You know, but but you know, it's not just a a, a series on the believers' authority. If you understand the kingdom, if you seek first the kingdom, all these things will be added to you as well. So you have to understand the kingdom. And that's what I'm here for. I believe that if you listen to this podcast, that you have received the kingdom of God and it will bear fruit and it will grow. I said it will grow to become the greatest tree in the garden. So don't worry, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. You've got it. You, you're, you are saved. You will go to heaven if you believe in Jesus Christ. You are his. You know that you're his. The Holy Spirit testifies with your spirit that you are a child of God. He is the guarantee of your salvation. Pray in tongues today. Align your life with the word of God. It's not hard. Everywhere you see that there's a discrepancy between your reality and the reality in the Bible, you just have to take it by force. You have to push the devil back. Don't play by the devil's rules. Don't play by the rules of religion. Don't play by the rules of politics. Don't conform to their systems. Don't jump into their game. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that it's your good pleasure to give this person, these people who are listening, the kingdom of God. Oh, my God, it's the kingdom. You know, all of those scriptures where Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. He's actually saying to ask for the kingdom. When Jesus said, ask and seek and knock. If you read it carefully, if you read it with a kingdom message, a kingdom perspective, you'll realize that Jesus is talking about the kingdom. If you ask for the kingdom, it will be given to you. Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be opened. And then he said, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Everything he was talking about in that chapter 7 of Matthew was about the kingdom. So, Father, we receive the kingdom today. We receive the kingdom today. We are the wise builders who built the house on the rock. We are building our life on the word of God. You know, some of us, we have great churches. We have great governments. We have great pastors. But at the end of the day, ultimately, we don't build on their words, even though a lot of it is good. Even though Jesus is building on the foundation of the prophets and the teachers and the evangelists, 
we are building on the Word of God. If, if, the, if some of the things in your church don't align with the Word of God, you don't have to leave necessarily, <laughs> um, but you don't have to conform either. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about rebellion. I'm saying that you discern what is God saying to you. Build your house on the rock. Build your house on the word of God. Your church might say, you know, that you don't have to tithe, but, but you know, what does the word of God say? Build your house on the rock. Your church might be great. What I'm saying is your church might be great, but the chances are there's a little bit of the political spirit in there. You know, that God is still washing your church. He's still washing your bride. You know, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Even Jesus went to the synagogue as was his custom. You know, he paid his taxes to Caesar. Even though Rome was a horrific, totalitarian, murderous state, he paid his taxes. He honoured them. Even though the Pharisees tried to kill him, even though they were so religious and so far from God, they were a brood of vipers. They were children of the devil, Jesus said, but he still went to their synagogue every Sunday, every Saturday. So don't throw the baby with the bathwater, but make sure you are in the kingdom. Because by God, your government needs you. (laughs) By God, your family needs you. By God, your church needs you. So don't throw out the baby with the bathwater but and don't conform to the pattern of this world. And don't be religious, but, but confront religion with power and confront politics with radical obedience to God, with radical generosity. There's more than just words in this podcast, guys. There's an impartation. (laughs) Oh, man. Father, I just thank you for an impartation that these people would catch the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of Elisha, the spirit of Jesus Christ, the spirit of revival. You know, Jezebel scared Elijah away, but Elisha had a double portion. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit has been given without measure. And so there's an anointing available for you. There's an anointing that breaks the yoke. There's an anointing that shatters the chains. And I believe that that anointing is on you, but I believe that anointing is on me. And so there's an increase of the government of God. Oh, there's an increase of the power of God. There's an increase of the name of God. The Holy Spirit is without measure. And I'm telling you, his anointing will break the yoke. You need to carry. There's an anointing and there's a fire that burns. And there's a glory and there's a presence that will deliver you, that will carry you, And it's more than just a gift. You know, I believe I'm more than just a gift of of evangelism or a gift of whatever I am. I don't know what I am, prophet, teacher, evangelist. (laughs) But I, I think 
there's a gift of the glory of God, the fire of God that he would just move. I believe for more than just the gifts. I believe that that there's an anointing and there's a power and there's a grace and there's a, gl- a fire that would come upon your life. And if you would allow that to come through this podcast, to come through your times with the Holy Spirit, to come through your times of waiting, You know, I feel God saying, even as you come around other Christians, even as you come around your wife when you pray with her, your mother, your connect group, let the fire come through them to burn you. The word, let the word, as you read the Bible, let the word come through to burn you, to wash you, to cut you. Every time you listen to this podcast, it's more than just words. It's more than just a gift. It's more than just revelation. There's the fire of God that can cut you, that can burn away the things that aren't meant to be there and really cover you and empower you with the other realm of heaven. You know, when you worship God, let it be more than words. Let it be more than a feeling. You know, when we worship God, we often think, God, would you come into the room? I want to feel you. But I believe that God wants to enter your house. See, when you worship, the Bible says the train of his robe fills the temple with glory. But in the New Testament, you are the temple. So as you worship Jesus, he wants to come in. But you might say in your <laughs> in your natural mind, this religion would say, oh, well, but I am the temple of the Holy Spirit and he already is in me. But I'm telling you, there's always more in the kingdom. So he's in you, but he's also on you. And he's on you, but he's also around you. See, the Holy Spirit comes on you and he comes in you, but the Holy Spirit is also a consuming fire. So there's also the tongues of fire. There's always more. With Jesus, he said there's the greater works. You see, Peter's shadow healed people. Do you want the more of God? Because there's no limit Even Enoch walked through this realm into heaven and he was not. His body doesn't exist on the earth today. I often say that, you know, the the world hasn't changed in in its number of atoms, except it's missing about 90 kilos because Enoch isn't here. Because if you think about it, every person who's ever lived and died, their body returned to the earth. And the earth remained the same in its number of atoms. But the universe is a little bit lower in matter. Isn't that interesting? The the only matter that doesn't exist in the, in the universe, because everything, you know, has a chain reaction. There's an equal and opposite reaction. So in the whole universe... 
there's a couple of hundred kilos that are missing because Enoch was not. Jesus, his body was not. His body isn't here either. (laughs) And the same is going to happen to us. The church, we're going to be translated. We're going to be taken. So what I'm saying is when you worship, God wants to come and he wants to continue to come. He wants to come into your room and he wants the four living creatures to come into your room. He wants the, the, the 24 elders to come into your room. He wants you to worship and keep worshiping until heaven comes and enters. You see, this is what's going to happen. The kingdoms of this world are going to become the kingdoms of our God. We're going to knit heaven and earth together. That's what Jesus prayed. Father, I pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is the ultimate manifestation of that prayer? It's the new Jerusalem. It's you'll, One day heaven will literally come to earth. It will become one. You see, everything he is doing is about convergence. Everything he is doing is about oneness. You see, the bride and Jesus will become one. The Jews and the Gentiles will become one, as it says in Romans, to, to the two man. The, the Jews and the Greeks then will become one flesh. There'll be no more hostility. Heaven and earth will become one. God and man will become one. And if you look at the world today, it's very interesting to me that in the natural, everything is becoming one. You know, we used to have a television and a newspaper and a radio and a bank and the media. Now they're all one. The internet is this great convergence where your phone is the bank, is your television, is your radio, is your calculator, is your computer, is your telephone. Your your smartphone is a convergence. And if you have a look at what's happening in the world with WikiLeaks and all of this shaking, it's actually part of this great convergence where it seems like the governments of the world are becoming one, the companies in the world are becoming one. You know, four companies in the, in the United States represent about half of the worth of the stock market. Amazon is almost worth $2 trillion. Google is almost worth $2 trillion, Alphabet. Apple is worth $2 trillion. Microsoft. So you've got these four tech companies and Disney. Oh, my God. Now, I'm not saying that they are God. No, 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 no. But I'm saying that there's a, there's a parallel. First in the natural, then in the spirit. And so we are in a moment of great shaking. This is a moment and the trial is going to increase and continue because it's a great tribulation. So there's a both and, there's a paradox here. God is conforming the church into his image. This is going to accelerate. The church is going to be made perfect, but it's going to be through tribulation. It's going to be through persecution. 
It's going to be through the washing of the water of the word. It's going to be through lay down lovers and the fire of the Holy Spirit. And you need to allow manifestation to come. These are the days for manifestation. I'm praying that I would be one of the two witnesses that would call down fire <laughs> in the in the in the book of revelation hallelujah that the spirit of elisha would come in jesus name and manifest on this earth and that we would see jesus come back because he is looking to me and to you that we would say we would fulfill the Great Commission. As though Jesus wrote down a prescription on a piece of paper and we took it from his hands and we look at it and it says, preach the gospel of the kingdom of God to the ends of the earth. And that we look at it and just, yep, done. Thank you, Jesus. We'll get it done. We're going to get it done. We're not going to think in our religious mind that it's hard. We're not going to think in our religious mind that it's taken 2,000 years. No, we're going to say it can be done in a day because the Bible says a nation can be born in a day. You know, that with this great convergence, with the Holy Spirit manifesting in our lives, the church can come together in unity with this technology that we have in the world today. But we don't come under the technology in a political spirit. We don't receive the mark of the beast. But we do use the technology for the kingdom of God. That we can buy Amazon. We can buy Google. We can buy YouTube. We can make Amazon. We can make gambling illegal. We can make prostitution illegal. We can change the government. We can have more people in the United Nations we can have more people in the World Health Organization. We can have people on the board of Google and Amazon and Facebook and in the kingdom of God, and we can change their uh, policies. We can change the law. We can change the, the rules. We can make it illegal to have abortion. We can do this by the power of God. We can literally preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. We can buy the satellites, not the satellite dishes. We can buy the satellites. We can buy Apple computer and we can drop smartphones from drones. Did you know that 49% of Christians do not have access to the internet? How many of us are writing books, you know, and doing podcasts in English when 67% of the church at least don't speak English? You know, we need to be doing these podcasts in Hindi and in, and in Indian and in Indonesian and in Chinese. You know, we need to be thinking global. We need to be thinking bigger. So God is knitting together the church in this time. God is wanting to move in the glory realm. God is wanting your Bible study to be a portal into the other realm. So every time you read the Bible, you're actually stepping through a door into the kingdom of God. 
You see, Jesus said his body is the door that you, do you know we literally walk through his body? That might be too much for you and it might be your tipping point. But if you read the Bible, you will see that his body was the veil that was torn and that it's actually through his body that we enter into heaven. So every time you read the word, that that word, that scripture, that verse is a door you can walk into. When you pray, you're creating things. When you worship, there's a portal that's open because you're actually, don't you, oh my God, do you understand this? When you worship as a human being on earth, as a new creation Christian who's born again, your spirit man, you are currently standing in heaven and on earth at the same time. You are the knitting that brings the convergence together. It's like God is stitching heaven and earth together and you are the thread. That's why the church is the pillar and the ground of the truth. The pillar, what does a pillar do? A pillar stands between two realms. A pillar holds the roof to the to the earth. So the pillar is you, the church, touching heaven and earth at the same time so that God can come. So as you pray in your secret place, heaven comes to earth. As you worship in your connect group, in your home, in your warrior church, God doesn't just want you to send up messages into heaven. God wants heaven to come into your house and into the earth. God wants angels to ascend and descend. This is the ministry that Jesus has given you. The ministry that Jesus has given you is the ministry of angels ascending and descending. In John chapter 1, verse 50 odd, Jesus said, Do you believe simply because I told you that I saw you sitting under a fig tree? You will experience even more impressive things than that. I prophesy to you an eternal truth. From now on, you will see an open heaven. Now, that's what we have. Why do we have an open heaven? Because Jesus tore the veil. He, he entered heaven and he gave us access to heaven. We have access to heaven by the blood of Jesus Christ. So one of the things the blood of Jesus did was gave us access to heaven. So we are under we are under heaven by the blood of Jesus Christ. So and it goes on to say you will see an open heaven and gaze upon the son of man like a stairway reaching to the sky with messengers of God climbing up and down upon him. Now that is about you. You now are seated in heaven. You now are like a stairway reaching into the sky. It is the truth. You are the church, the pillar and the grounding of the truth. Electricity is grounded by lightning. Electricity is grounded by you. You are the grounding of heaven. And messengers, so angels go up and down. So everywhere you go, Angels are manifesting the kingdom. Why doesn't it happen? <laughs> it is happening and it does happen, but it doesn't happen to the extent 
that you have the religious mindset and the political mindset. I'm telling you the truth. If you cut those out of your life, because you already do have the kingdom, you have the kingdom seed, you have the keys to the kingdom, you have the mind of Christ, you have the name of God, the word of God, the blood of Jesus, you have myriad angels, you're seated in heaven. The only thing that you need to do is manifest. How do you manifest? You just obey God. How do you obey God? You just do what he's doing and you say what he's saying. When he says to give, give. When he says to pray, pray. When he says to stay home, stay home. When he wakes you up in the middle of the night to pray, wake up and pray. When he's, you know, just do what he's doing. But the reason, the, the, the very things that will stop you doing that are the religious mindset and the political mindset because those are the yeasts, those are the teachings that constrain the kingdom. Those are the two teachings that killed Jesus. So those are the same teachings in your mind that kill the kingdom in you. So the kingdom rises up to manifest and then your thinking prevents it from manifesting. So you might see someone in a wheelchair and the kingdom rises up and says, go and lay hands on them. And then the religious mindset says, oh, no, no, what, what if it doesn't, you know, what if it doesn't work? So that's where you need more of the word of God, which you already have. You see, you already have the word of God in you. You already have the kingdom. You've just got to get the holy fire so that you die enough to yourself that you don't care. You don't care if they don't get out of the wheelchair because you will pray for them because the Bible says they will be healed and you obey the word. You make a decision today. I will seek first the kingdom. I will demonstrate the kingdom. I will obey Jesus. Jesus said, these are the true disciples, those who obey me. Those who obey me are showing the Father that they are my disciples. Those who obey me are showing me that they love me. If you love me, you will obey me. That's If you are not religious, if you are not political, you will obey Jesus every time in the moment. Thank you that there's a grace right now and a glory. I know I haven't probably explained it well enough, but what I'm trying to share with you, as well as this revelation and this teaching on the religious and political system and how to destroy it, you destroy it through radical obedience and transparency by not submitting to them and by coming under God. But there's another secret message here. I don't know if you've caught it. But there's a glory realm that's available. That when you're with another Christian, allow the glory of God to come through them and manifest and change you and cut you as iron sharpens iron. Receive their word. Receive their encouragement. Receive their prophecy. As you pray, let your spirit pray the wisdom and the mysteries of God. Let another realm come through you. As you worship in your home, don't just worship until you feel God. Keep worshiping until your temple is filled with the glory of God. 
worship until you f- until the four living creatures come into your house and you feel as though you're going to die because there's so much weight of the presence of God and the glory of God in your room until the fire brigade turns up because the neighbors have called the fire brigade because they think that your house is on fire. You know what I'm saying? When you read the Bible, don't just read text, but look at it as though it is a portal into heaven. When you sit and 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 wait on Jesus, let his eyes burn you. Let it become real today. I'm telling you, everything you know, everything you've read, and everything you are is real. It's so real. But it's the religious spirit and the political spirit that would water that down and, and try to make it two-dimensional when your faith, when you already have the kingdom and it's multi-dimensional. And so I release you in that. I release the glory of God over you today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Receive the glory. Receive the power. Receive the impartation. You are the manifestation of the sons of God on the earth. You will take the kingdom by force. God will confirm your words with signs and wonders following. You will slay giants. You will slay enemies of, the, of God. You will slay giants. You will slay giants of the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. So take that word and strike those chains. And everywhere you go, you will hear the sound of chains hitting the ground. I said everywhere you go, you will hear the sound of chains hitting the ground. Glory to God. In Jesus' name. Now, don't be religious, guys. Have a great day. Have fun. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye now.